Hey, Bootleg, I'm a big fan of your show. I just wanted to call and say I, I greatly appreciate what you're doing for the Liberty Movement, and keep doing you, brother. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, have I got some news for y'all tonight. Um, but before we go into that, there's something you need to see. All right, so let's get through the monies, the people that keep this show net neutral, so I don't have to pay a small fortune out of my own pocket. Find us on pretty much everything now. We are now, for the first time, streaming live to Twitch and Twitter. As usual, we're also on Facebook and YouTube. And then later on, you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify. Also, Tom52.com. That's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. Give that man some money. He came on the show last week. Great guy. Um, Make a lot of bad jokes about him. Because, you know, he deserves it. Also... I have been recently informed. I can't tell if that's lagging on mine or y'all's. Oh, <clears throat> one quick thing. Uh, if the stream goes dark, we've got a bad storm. I will do everything I can to make sure um, that uh, that I can bring it back, but there's no guarantees. Um, that's just the That's just the nature of the beast. Speaking of beasts... I've been recently informed that The Royal Green by Jack Casey is actually a good book. I will still refuse to read it, mostly because I cannot read. But it is a pretty good book from what I've been told. The first and second books are supposed to be pretty good. However, Jack Casey, therefore, you are an even worse human being for spending all of your time on Facebook making memes and on Clubhouse talking about nonsense when you should be writing the third book. So, pick up your crayon, find your coloring book, and get the third book done. And I'm trying to get that off the screen. Also, New sponsor of the show. Tennessee Radical Caucus. They have a meeting this week on the 25th at 8 p.m. Join the group on Facebook to find out more. You can also join the LP Radical Caucus here at lpradicalcaucus.org. 
This is not an, a personal endorsement of the caucus. It is an ad read. So at me, bro. So <clears throat> we will get into the uh, first segment here in a little bit. The eight one one segment here in a little bit. It'll match up very nicely with the ATF segment that uh, that will be coming up here in a little while. Um, I wanted to talk about something that's been all over the news. I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing it, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit because it's my show and you don't have a warrant. I guarantee it. So here in the last couple of days, we have finally pulled. There we go. Pulled out of Afghanistan after a 20 year stint um, fighting a war over a, uh, a singular terrorist attack. Now, that is not by any means to make light of what happened on, on uh, September 11th, 2001. That was a horrific event that will live forever in American history. My personal problem with it has been this lie that we need to civilize Afghanistan or, you know, create Afghanistan to be the 51st state of the United States. It was never pitched as that. And it never, there was no declaration of war. There are exactly zero members of Congress who signed a declaration of war in Afghanistan. They signed an article declaring that the United States government should send forces to find, oh my good Lord, this thing's still doing that. Let's see if I can fix this here. Okay, maybe. Um, To find those responsible for September 11th, um, 2001. And uh, we, you know, it came out early on, you know, despite all conspiracy theories. um, I don't, I'm not going to go into that. That's not the uh, purpose of the show. I know that there's tons of them out there. But I'm just going to go with the narrative that was pushed and the information that was provided to the American people. Um, the sole suspect in the manhunt for those responsible for uh, 9-11 was Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden has been dead for quite a few years now. But yet we remained in Afghanistan fighting a war that for centuries has been unwinnable. Empires have died in Afghanistan the same as uh, brothers and sisters have died in Afghanistan. Now, I wanted to go over something that a lot of people haven't discussed. We've talked about, you know, how many people have been left behind, which is thousands. Uh, Thousands of Afghanis who sided with the United States in uh, in our aid, uh, or, yeah, to our aid, um, to their detriment. Because, once again, the United States has failed the people of another nation with false promises and hollow hopes. Um, In the 20 years that we invaded a sovereign nation, 2,000 
448 Americans have died, or I'm sure I'm sorry, 2,448 American service members have died in Afghanistan. That's not even including wounded uh, to any degree. Um, there's countless Americans that came back with missing arms, legs, brain damage, PTSD. Um, they came back to a life in shambles. Um, if if some of y'all remember the the may, maybe not, um, but the the pink slip scandal during the Obama administration, people were in Afghanistan fighting for this nation who lied to them and were handed pink slips saying that when they got home from their deployment, they no longer had a job. That kind of mentality got people killed. I guarantee it. There were 3,846 U.S. contractors that were killed in Afghanistan. 66,000 Afghani national military and police. So the idea that they weren't fighting for their own nation is kind of bullshit. Um, <clears throat> there were many that did abandon their posts. There were many that did realize quickly what was going on and hit them, hit them deuces, uh, put it in low and got the hell out of there. But 66,000 Afghan nationals died for a better and freer Afghanistan. <clears throat> And now we're going to go into allied service members, which includes NATO, countries such as Germany, Norway, Sweden, the UK, France, other nations that consider themselves our allies, 1,144. 47,245 Afghani civilians were killed during combat operations in Afghanistan. 47 fucking thousand. 444 aid workers and 72 journalists. The total loss of life in Afghanistan. 121,000 and 199 people lost their lives. This, These are people's... <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> these are people's sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, kids as young as, you know, ch- like infants killed in American military action in Afghanistan for 20 fucking years. Fifty one thousand one hundred and ninety one Taliban and other opposition fighters, which would include Al Qaeda, ISIS, just just it's a large collective. And I just want to bring something up. Jason, you're absolutely fucking correct. Not a damn difference was made. Within seven days, the Taliban regained their absolute control over an entire nation. At what cost? Well, it was 121,000 and pretty much 200 lives. Lives that we can't regain. It cost us in money 
not not even like cash on hand, mind you, in credit that we are paying interest on, that my kids will pay interest on, that their kids will pay interest on. 2.2 trillion US dollars. The total death toll on September 11th, 2001 was 2,996. So we spent 121,200 fucking lives to avenge 3,000 people. All loss of life is absolutely tragic. All innocent life is absolutely tragic. But to spend another 121,000 lives to avenge 3,000? The return on investment on that is absolutely fucking atrocious. It's astronomically stupid. Even if you account for the 51,000 opposition fighters that were killed in Afghanistan, the numbers still do not add up. We alone lost 2,448 more Americans fighting this war. So we doubled our losses and did not a damn thing. We sacrificed 66,000 Afghans for not a damn thing. These just these endless, meaningless wars need to stop. And I'll be honest, I'll, I'll admit 100%. When 9-11 happened, man, I was out for fucking blood. It was nonstop news coverage for months. It, I mean, there was every American that was downright disgusted and ready to fight. There were lines at recruiting stations across the nation. I remember uh, watching a news article on uh, major gang rivals in New York calling ceasefires and memorial to 9-11. Unprecedented. So what do we do with this historic moment that could have brought us together as a nation and we could have made some real change? We throw another 2,000. No, it's not even just 2,000. Uh, it's it's about six another 6,000 American lives. You know, 2,400 of them are American service members. Another 3,800 are U.S. contractors. So 6,000 more Americans had to lose their lives. That's 6,000 families destroyed. That's 6,000 mothers and fathers who lost a child. But, you know, I'm sure the, uh, the war machine made its money. People, uh, people got their pockets padded. Politicians went on TV and pandered and explained why they not need not to go fight this war. For it's our enemy and not theirs. It has nothing to do, obviously, with the involvement of the United States and Afghanistan in the 70s 
It has nothing to do with the fact that the CIA trained and worked with the Mujahideen in Afghanistan to fight the Russians. It has nothing to do with the continued involvement of the United States in the Middle East. Obviously not. Because, I mean, what, what in the world could they use that training for? And so the circle of violence continues. Tens of thousands of M4s and M16s are now left in the desert to fall under the Taliban's hands. Humvees left abandoned fall into their hands. Helicopters that were financed by the United States uh, United States uh, taxpayer that were given to the Afghani uh, military left abandoned and now in the Taliban's hands. The Taliban is more powerful and better armed now than they were 20 fucking years ago. They're a small nation army now. I mean, they used to be uh, guys with, you know, Toyotas and AKs and, you know, RPKs. You know, stuff that had been left behind by the Russians, you know, and the equipment that hadn't quite died out yet. But hey, what in the world could possibly go fucking wrong with leaving tens of thousands of rifles, hundreds of Humvees, airplanes, explosives? I guarantee that. I guarantee that shit's left there too. This stupid fucking thing. Move this piece of shit. I guarantee you nothing will go wrong from that. I mean, I'm sure it'll be completely peaceful and they have no will, ill will to use any of that stuff. And all I see on the news is this, this idea that we have to find one singular person to blame. Is it Bush? Maybe. He had a hand in it. Is it Obama? Yeah, he, he continued. He drummed the shit out of people. Is it Trump? War continued under him. He signed a peace treaty, but don't mean shit. Is it Joe Biden for the botched uh, pullout of Afghanistan? Well, I'll tell you, he has something to do with it, too. Every pullout we've had since World War II, and we've not even pulled out completely from World War II yet. We're still in fucking Germany. I mean, I guess we're worried that Angela Merkel is going to create the Fourth Reich and, you know, start killing Jews again. I mean, that, that must be... That must be a thing that's going to happen. We're still in Japan to this day. One of the, a very wealthy nation. We got to provide their defense for some reason. We pulled out of Saigon. People that ate the United States died there. Somalia, we pulled out of there, left equipment behind. During a brutal, savage civil war that we should not have been playing sides in. I can't imagine that equipment ever got used. I, I imagine they've seen those rifles laying there and all that equipment and said, you know what, guys, this is unfair advantage. We shouldn't touch this. Let's leave it alone. Bosnia. Yeah. So once again, we decided to try it again. 
in Afghanistan, the nation that has destroyed empires. We must be so fucking arrogant as Americans to think that we could take on Afghanistan when every historic empire has failed, tried and failed. No, we're Americans. We're too good for that, right? No. So, who is to blame for this? Who? Jeez, come on. Here we go. Who is to blame for Afghanistan? Who do we put the price tag of 121,200 dead people on? Who who's to blame? Who do we blame for this? Everybody wants somebody to blame. Right? We've got to we've got to have the bad guy. You know, we've got to be the hero. We've got to find the bad guy. You know, who do we go after for two trillion dollars? Who do the American people need to go after? I'll tell you right now. Yourself. It's the fault of the American people. It's the fault of our parents, for those of us who are, you know, of the younger and, you know, millennial generation. Jesus, come on. It's our fault. We need to look inward. How is it we continued to allow these atrocities to go on for 20 years? 20 fucking years. We sent children, 18-year-old children, to a war zone for 20 years. It's us. We blame ourselves because we put people in power that promulgated this war and increased it. Tenfold, year after year. Yeah, Obama pulled troops out. But replacing those troops with drones that bomb wedding parties, that target people indiscriminately, we blame ourselves. Find yourself in a mirror, and fit. I want you to explain to me. Go to Not A Real Libertarian Podcast on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, or what the fuck ever. And I want you to write me an essay if you so strongly believe the American populace is not responsible for this, for the people that we put in power. I don't even care who you voted for, honestly. I don't care if you didn't vote for Bush his his, uh, his first or second term. I don't care if you didn't vote for Obama. I don't care if you didn't vote for, for Trump or Joe Biden. We, the American people, are responsible for the actions of the people we put into these powers. The people that we have allowed to declare war without an actual declaration of war. Because anyone who believes that Afghanistan was not a war is a damned liar. We have not filed an official declaration of war since World War II. Think about that shit. How many American lives have been lost since World War II? We've got to be the bully. I mean, we've got to go out and find someone to beat the shit out of because we're America, apparently. We can't defend ourselves here. We've got to go overseas and beat the living hell out of people. And use 6,000 American lives to do it. So, you know, yeah, 
Blame Biden. He has a hand in it. Blame Trump. He has a hand in it. Obama and Bush. All four have a hand in it. But there are 360 million Americans who are equally, if not greater responsible, like have a greater responsibility for what has happened. We used our votes and our voices in a way that we shouldn't have. We stayed silent when we should have been in stark opposition. We voted for warmongers when we should have voted for peace. I'm just as guilty. This is not me shaming everyone else but me. I am just as guilty, if not more. And I am not afraid to admit it. We owe the next generation a better life than this. We owe our children and our grandchildren and their children a better life than than what the fuck we have now. And we need to start acting like it. Now, I'm going on to a subject that does not make me angry. And that's an absolute fucking lie. Because I'm going on to the ATF and I blame them for all the bullshit that they do because they are starkly responsible. And I'm, I'm blaming everybody. It's, it's America's fault on this one as well. Um, we allowed this to happen as well. So it's our fault. But mostly, you know, fuck your laws. So, there's two big pieces of news in the gun world. One of which is a new proposed ATF regulation, 2021R-05. Also, the ATF has sent a cease and desist letter to rare breed triggers for their FRT-15 trigger so the ATS proposed rule uh, pull up the web page here I'll share my screen that's awful can I make that bigger Full screen. There we go. I know that might be a little difficult to read, but so basically the summary is to provide a new definition of firearm frame or receiver and frame or receiver. Amend the definition of firearm to clarify when a firearm parts kit is considered a firearm and gunsmith to clarify the meaning of that term and to explain that gunsmiths may be licensed solely to mark firearms for unlicensed persons. Provide definitions for complete weapon, complete muffler, and silencer device. Private made firearms and readily for purposes of clarification given. Announcements in firearm technology. Provide a definition of importer or uh, importers or manufacturer's serial number. Provide a deadline for marking firearms manufactured. Clarify marking requirements for firearm mufflers and silencers. Amend the format for records of manufacturer acquisition and disposition by manufacturers and importers. Amend the time period records that must be retained at the licensed premises. Now, that last one's fairly interesting. 
There is no federal database for firearm registration. There isn't. The ATF nor the federal government, at least to my knowledge, do not maintain a record system of who owns what firearms. It is done by your firearm dealers. And what I mean by that is that the ATF requires when you sell, transfer, or otherwise dispose of a firearm to an individual who is not a firearms dealer, require you have that individual fill out one of these little bad boys. For those of you who bought a firearm before, you might recognize this as a 4473. The 4473 is a records-keeping form for firearms transactions. It includes, you know, the manufacturer of the firearm, model, serial number, type, caliber, or gauge. It also requests your, or it doesn't request, it requires your first name, last name, middle name, current address, city, state, zip code, county, place of birth, height, weight, sex, birth date, social security number is optional. Universe, uh, unique personal identification number for, you know, uh, 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 visa, uh, uh, green card holders. Um, you know, ethnicity, race, country of citizenship, a bunch of question boxes, you know, it continues on the second page. It's a bunch of that crap, government forms, blah, blah, blah. The current standard is that your licensed dealer is required to retain those forms and what's called an acquisition disposition book for 20 years. Your A&D book is basically where did the firearm come from and where did it go? So, this camera's all whacked out tonight. I'm sorry. So, you're required to retain... I'm a firearms dealer. I'll disclose that much. Um, that's why I have the 4473. Um, I'm currently required under current regulation to retain 4473s for 20 years. So, under the new regulation, should this uh, new ruling pass... It would be indefinite as long as I own my business. Good Lord Almighty. I don't know what the hell's wrong with this stupid thing. Try that. Maybe that works. Maybe it's too far away. Um, under the new uh, proposed regulation, I would be required to retain your personal information, such as your social security number, your driver's license number, um, your address for 20, uh, for, I'm sorry, and, until I can discontinue my business if i pass the business to my kids they would be required to maintain those records you they're planning to pass along all responsibility to the dealers Another thing that I felt was fairly important was the new definition of gunsmith 
to clarify the meaning of that term and to explain that gunsmiths may be licensed solely to mark firearms for unlicensed persons. And so what they're defining right there is a new subclass of FFL, which would be specifically to serialize 50% lowers. And what I mean by serialize is 50% or not 50, 80% lowers do not have serial numbers because they are not completed firearms parts. With this new ATF push against 80% lowers, they are now mandating or uh, making a new gunsmith class to just put serial numbers on 80% lowers. So it's once again, them pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, there, they, if anyone wants to read this, this is a long read. It defines firearm kits. It's, it's basically all just comes down to, um, 80% lowers and them targeting 80% lowers as well as passing more record keeping responsibilities to your firearms licensees. The uh you can you can find the uh the link here. I will post in the comments. It is once again evident that the United States has no intention of actually passing legislation. We will just have these giant bureaucracies forced upon us their will. So now we will go on to the rare breed trigger FRT 15 cease and desist letter. So, recently the ATF sent that letter to Rare Breed, determining that they were no longer allowed to sell FRT-15s because they classified as a machine gun. No matter what firearm it goes into, it is now a machine gun. The trigger itself is deemed as a machine gun. A trigger, it doesn't come in a firearm. The trigger itself, sold in box, is now a machine gun. And so I want to go into a little backstory on why the ATF is specifically targeting FRTs. And the reason being is it's called, FRT stands for Forced Reset Trigger. And there's a lot of technicality that goes into that. You can find a video that will break it down piece by piece. That's not what I want to go into on this. But force reset trigger, the way that that works is you depress the trigger one solid time and it resets and continues to allow to fire. So under, I shouldn't say it like that, it resets itself so it's a continuous uh, stream of trigger pulls. So it's one trigger pull for one round. Under eight, under current ATF legislation or, you know, whatever you want to call it, tyranny ATF, the American 
terrorist uh, front. Um, their definition of a semi-auto rifle is one pull, one round. The FRT is one pull, one round. And so, I wanted to do a little demonstration on kind of explaining how all this works. Because I know there are some people who are not highly versed in firearms. Um, I'm a, a preacher at the church of, uh, of uh, firearm. So this is a completed lower of an AR-15. Right here. Your trigger. And your trigger assembly sits in there. So the way that this new, uh, that this FRT trigger works pretty much is you deep. So when you, okay, I'll back up a little bit. When you pull the slide back on an AR-15, the bolt uh, carrier group comes back, knocks this down. It locks into place, bolt slides forward. You depress the trigger. The rifle fires. So essentially, what it's doing is when you pull the bolt back, depress the trigger, it comes forward, but the mechanism pushes it back down, pushing it back, so on and so forth. I can go a little technical with it. Like I don't really want to get too super caught in the weeds on the actual mechanics of it. Um, Rare Breed has a great in, uh, information on their website about it. But essentially, you're pulling the physical trigger that you place your finger on one time. But the actual trigger mechanism is operating as if you're pulling the trigger more than once. So it's allowing the entire system to act as a single pull semi-auto rifle that offers continuous fire with more than one trigger pull while you're physically pulling at one time. I know that's complicated for some of you that will be like, he's an idiot bootleg, has no idea what he's talking about, whatever. But essentially, that is why they deemed it as an NFA item and because it was made after 1986. Um, it is completely banned for civilian sale. However, of course, our gracious overlords have said that as long as it's, if it's built after 86, they can buy it. Um, rules for thee and not for we. So, the good thing is is that Rare Breed is not going down without a fight. They have come back swinging and has, uh, has sent a repeal letter or a uh, rebuttal letter to the ATF, as well as filed a lawsuit against the ATF. Um, they laid out clearly that they fall within the ATF guidelines for a semi-auto firearm. Problem is, the ATF doesn't like that they found a way around their system. Um, just the same way the ATF finds ways around laws all the time to take away firearms. Rare breed use that same loophole to do to the ATF what they do to us. Um, they don't like that. 
<clears throat> and so I want to, one thing I also do want to do is I want to read the ATF's ruling, uh, ATF rule 81 4, which is the National Firearms Act, US, uh, US, no, I'm struggling, not the National Firearms Act, 26 USC 5845, subsection B, defines machine gun to include any combination of parts designed and intended and intended to use and converting a weapon to shoot automatically more than one shot without manual reloading by a single function of the trigger. That is where the ATF's argument lies. It is also where Rare Breed's uh, argument lies. So the ATF is defining this part right here to be the trigger ignoring all the components in here a uh, rare breed is defining all the components in here to be the trigger so it's technically they're both right it just depends on which side of the argument you want to line up on and uh it's it's once again the atf spending hundreds of thousands of uh, U.S. taxpayer dollars to take rights away from taxpaying Americans. I don't know what to tell y'all. I mean, triggers are now machine guns. An AR can be a pistol. A pistol can be in any other weapon if you put a hand grip on it. Or, a, a, yeah, a forward grip on it. The ATF regulations <clears throat> are so awful. And that should be clear to anyone who spends more than five minutes doing research on firearms. If I take... This component off here. I'm sorry about that. I know it's probably loud in your ears. This buttstock off. And it's gone again. There we go. If I take the buttstock off and put a small... Uh, uh, even if I just take the, the sliding piece off, right? And it's no longer shoulderable. And I cut the barrel below, uh, I believe it's uh, the 16 inch. No, it's uh, 14 inch. Um, limit what would be considered a pistol. I'm probably all wrong. I'm, I'm struggling on that. But I, let's say I cut the barrel down to four inches long. Now it's fine. It's completely legal. I took that piece off and I cut the barrel. Now it's a pistol. But if you put this trigger in there, that trigger, that's a machine gun. The AR is not a machine gun. The trigger is a machine gun. I want to know what they're smoking up there at ATF headquarters because it must be some good-ish. Yeah, I mean, because anyone who looks at this legislation and, or not, it's not even legislation. It's not being legislated. It's just being dictated. They just give us the common courtesy of asking our permission before they screw us. 
they 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 brag about screwing us before they do it. Um, I wish Rare Breed all the luck in the world. I hope they take the ATF to the fucking cleaners. That's our money, but by God, I hope they take them to the cleaners and shut their shit down. Prove a point, man. I'll back you a hundred percent. I mean, people will say, oh, you know, the, the same argument. Um, uh, just something just started playing in my ear. Um, the same, they'll make the same argument that they made with bump stocks. Oh, it's a gimmick. It's just a toy. You don't need that. Why would you need that? Let them have it. Whatever. It's fine. Shall not be infringed period cut dry if you want to build a rifle so damn big it can only be carted around you're right nobody has a damn reason to tell you otherwise i mean hey you know the atf says we can't own machine guns because they have dictated to us that we shouldn't be allowed to have them. Now, if I was the Taliban in Afghanistan, that's perfectly fine. Because I guarantee you they won't use it bad. I'm sure that'll be totally fine. Give them the machine guns, leave the ammo, the mags, all of it. I'm sure that ends out well. Um, out of the 300, you know, 60 million Americans, however many millions, hundreds of millions own firearms now, we can't be trusted, obviously. I mean, we need the ATF to tell us what to do. We have to have daddy ATF and daddy government tell us how to live our lives and make sure, you know, we have laws in place to not kill people. Because, you know, if it was legal to have a machine gun, um, I'm sure people would be fine, you know, murdering and just, you know, mowing people down. No conscious. You know, Americans were just savage animals. Um, you know, there's all, there's no laws against murder, right? I mean, it's perfectly legal. So we just have to take away the means of doing it, right? But, of course, I'm being a sarcastic asshole because they're a bunch of idiots. It's all stupid. And uh, Ashley's asking in the comments. I'll take this off. And I'm going to mess this up because I can't tell. Yeah, it's good enough. Just like this show. It's just good enough for you. Take this off. So, yeah. I don't I don't even know where to uh to go from here. I don't know where we move as a nation. We have to take a look at ourselves. And look inward and figure out what the fuck we've done to ourselves. We have to look and see what we've done to other nations. What the fuck have we done? Just just go go look in the mirror. Just say, what the fuck have we done? And think about it. I mean, really. I mean, how how many war crimes have we committed in the last hundred some years? 
And we continue to, to promote and elect warmongers who want to send your children to go fight a war to make them rich or their buddies rich. The former, one of the former board members of Raytheon is now SecDef. I'm sure that goes over well. I guarantee you we won't be in another war here in the next year or two. We're stripping away our rights as Americans. We signed over our, our rights to the Second Amendment by allowing the ATF to be created. We are failing ourselves and our children, and we need to do better, and we need to fight harder. And no, CNN, that is not a call for me to burn down the Capitol building. We need to fight for our rights as Americans. We need to fight for our children and fight for a better world. So I'm being told that we have an anchor call-in moment. Um, As far as I understand, it's just the one I never do call-in moments on this show. But this individual, he's a nice enough guy. And I've got 10 minutes left. I've got enough time to do this one call-in moment. So I'll do it. Because I'm an amazing human being. And you should all elect me Vice Overlord of North America. And I will free the rest of the world. Through cocaine and machine guns. All right. This one is once again from Robert Spina. So he has to say. Hey, Bootleg, I'm a big fan of your show. I just wanted to call and say I, I greatly appreciate what you're doing for the Liberty Movement and keep doing you, brother. I do not screen these calls. It could have gone anywhere. Um, but I really appreciate you, Robert. Um, you know, without... And that, that that leads me into something good here. There's a lot of people that help me in the endeavors that I have. And there's a huge undertaking that will be coming very soon. I'm looking to announce it in the next few months. Um, if I don't just get tired of hiding it and announce it Thursday, which is possible. Um, but there's a major endeavor coming down the road, massive, and it will take many people who are willing to work hard to pull this off. And if we pull this off, I guarantee you, it could change the course of the Libertarian Party for years to come. If we can pull this off and we can do it big, but that's a little teaser. I'm just going to. Give that little teaser. But um, there's a lot of people that help me day to day on this show. Um, there's Ashley, who's currently, you know, working her ass off to build this website for us. So we have somewhere to go when we finally get super nuked off Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all of the above. And uh, we've got to have somewhere to go. Um, Carly works damn hard building this brand. You know, she's helping bring people in, you know, get them, you know, get them on the show, booking stuff, 
you know, inviting people to watch our shows. Um, she's a humongous help. We've got Brian. He's an amazing help as well. Sonny, who's, uh, or I should say Miss Cajun. Um, she's a phenomenal help to the show as well. Cajun Libertarian, he helps he helps us with brand building all the time. So big shout out to him. There's plenty of people that go into making this show what it is now and helping us grow to what we can be. So I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you to everyone who's stuck with us. Even if you're new here, hang out. Follow, like, subscribe, you know, comment, share, do all the things that require doing. And with that, uh, find us. The only way we won't respond is smoke signal. We will respond via uh, carrier pigeon if that's needed. Um, but we will not res- respond to smoke signals. Our smoking limit has exceeded for the year. So we're, uh, yeah. If you want to call in for Thursday, go to anchor.fm slash not a real libertarian and leave in a call in moment, just like Robert did. Last segment, which is important. I've talked about a lot of this today, but the last segment is always, oh, I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. I forgot an important segment. And this is why I usually have to stay on task. It's the 811 call before you dig segment. The current price of nine millimeter ammunition is 34 cents today. So, um, call before you dig. Don't call 911, call 811. Because nobody likes the guy who cuts the power out for everybody on the block. So I will I will uh leave off with a little piece of advice. They're not actually sponsoring the show. They don't actually pay me money. It's it's uh it's a joke. Kind of. A little bit. Um, we need to do some... Uh, we need to do some self-reflection. We really do. We need to uh, figure out <clears throat> where we move from here as a nation. Who do we want to be recognized as? Do we want to be the warmongers? Or do we want to be the nation of actual freedom and actual peace? Do we want to be the actual nation of democracy? Or do we want to be the nation of tyrants dictating from down high violence and chaos? Let's, uh, let's turn to ourselves before we turn to our neighbor. He without sin, may cast the first stone. For those who live in a glass palace, may you cast the first stone. For those of you who are without fault, may you come forward.
And with that, I will close the show. Check out Not A Real Veterans Podcast tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Will should be back. Braxton may appear. Maybe his internet's fixed. Maybe it's not. It's a mystery to everyone. I think it's even a mystery to him. Thursday night will be Not A Real Libertarian Podcast. We've got, if I am not mistaken, a very special episode this week. Ah, I am not. So August 19th, we have at 7 p.m. a gentleman known as the Oklahoma. And then at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, a back-to-back super episode, a gentleman who goes by the Barracks Rat. gonna be fun and i'm gonna be drunk so tune in go check out some of the muddy's water stuff it's all right next monday though do be sure to tune in to muddy waters monday night for the mr bearded truth i have been invited on to talk about guns even though I obviously know nothing about guns, um, I talked about them tonight. I lied about all of it. That wasn't even an AR lower. That was a that was a Nerf Pokemon gun. I'm not a real drunk. Nope. With that being said, ladies, gentlemen, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Be free and fuck the government.